My name is Terry Sherman. I am a business intermediary operating under Terry D. Sherman, PA, with Florida Business Exchange, Inc. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have a fellow member of the Miami Day Chamber. I think she might be a member of like every chamber in Florida because she goes. I'm like an honorary home. member. I'm not an official <laughs> member, but it's cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Miss Terry Sherman's going to give us the game on how she is selling businesses all throughout Florida. So if you have a business and maybe you're tired, maybe you just want to relax, maybe you just want someone else to take over and you know kick back and get a check. She's going to give us the game on how she has helped many and many entrepreneurs do that. So, Miss Terry, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank thank you for sharing the game because I think a lot of, you know, young people, especially like these new crypto millionaires who think they have all the money because they have all the crypto on their Nano X. Um, I really want them to take that crypto, invest in some businesses, invest in themselves, traditional stuff. But I also want to kind of tell them what you do because if someone does have a business or is building up their business, they may be needing your services in the future. So you can let the people know what you do. For sure. Um, and I love that you said, you know, kind of build the business up to sell because that's sort of the wash, rinse, repeat cycle, right? Is buy, build, sell. Um, so I love that you just said that. So I am based in Florida, actually I'm based in Jacksonville, Florida, and I help Florida established business owners or aspiring business owners, those who want to enter business ownership and entrepreneurship. Um, I match them together, basically. So think of me like the middle woman, I won't say middle man, middle woman, right? So I am the intermediary between um, someone who wants to sell a turnkey business in Florida and someone who wants to buy an existing business in Florida. So that includes all industries, um, all sizes, shapes, colors, as we say. Um, so everything from, you know, your local mom and pop, I don't know, dry cleaners, barbershop, all the way up to what we call middle market, which is more of the mergers and acquisition side. So MA is going to encompass those businesses that are probably doing on the very low end, maybe 5 million in annual revenue up to about 15 million in annual revenue. Um, however, I, I like to say that my sweet spot is Main Street. So that's truly the small, independent mom and pop business operation that um, probably Kellen, you and I frequent every day, right? To go get our coffee or to go get our smoothie or to pick up our dry cleaners or the hairstylist that we see, the barber. So I love, love, love um, working in the Main Street segment of the industry. How did you get into this? Is it one day you say you got your bachelor's and, you know, someone says you can sell my business or I want to buy a business. Give us the background on that. So this is a funny story, um, but I usually make the joke that we would need some drinks for. I don't drink anymore. So we'll just 
we'll leave it, but you know, imaginary, we have an imaginary cocktail right now. So the short version is my background actually is in the music business. So um, project management, event planning and marketing was kind of my sphere. And um, I just kind of got burnt out and was like, you know what, I'm over it. I'm tired of the road. I'm tired of suitcases. I want to be stationary and I'm going to find a job job and I'm using air quotes right now right and um this was beginning like 2009 into 2010 so we can all imagine what was happening then it was very hard to get a job at least for me I, I think I applied for jobs for about a year I may have gotten two requests for an interview in that year right so I'm just depleted and um I was on LinkedIn one day and saw this job posting that said, you know, you have to have your real estate license in Florida, just send your resume. So at this point, sad to say, I think desperation, it kind of kicked in. I did have my real estate license. Um, I'm an only child. My parents are both retired teachers. My mom loves real estate to this day. I really couldn't care less about the floor plan of the home, right? So being obedient, she's like, before you, you know, go off to college, please get your real estate license because I know you can pass the test and I can't. So just get it. You'll thank me one day. So I did. I got it um, the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college. I played at residential real estate for a few minutes and realized very quickly, I don't like this. It's a little bit too emotional. And I didn't like at that time, you know, you would drive the people around. I had used up an entire tank of gas one Saturday with some siblings. And I was like, this is it. I don't like this. <laughs> so I kept the license. So fast forward back to this LinkedIn post. I send the resume actually admittedly before even looking to see what I was applying for. But when I went to the website, it was for this business brokerage, actually the same broker that I'm still with almost 11 years later, uh, Florida Business Exchange, FBX Brokers. And I had just never heard of this as an industry, as a job. And um, the first listing that I saw was for a coin laundry. And it had the county and the asking price and the gross sales. And it was like in that moment, the whole world opened up. And I said, wait a minute, you can sell businesses. You know, we hear about larger mergers, right? Airlines, phone companies. But that was never a concept that I had thought about, heard of, was exposed to again, on the main street side. So that's where it all started. They took a chance on me and um, here we are. So um, it's been a great accident, I will say. A great accident. And it's turned you not just into a business person, but also an author. We can get into that later, but you guys can <laughs> definitely go to Amazon and check that out. Okay. Can you talk can you talk to that young person who maybe they're winning right now in the music business? I got my start in the music business and then I learned, oh, they think I can only do music. So I had to go out there and prove myself. What should somebody right now winning in the music business, you know, be looking at the people behind the scenes, especially because sometimes, you know, magazine games tank and you're like, uh, y'all know say, you know, what, what do I do next? So how do those, your, your connections, your network and the skills that you learn help you now? Oh my goodness. It's tremendous. I feel like I got a second degree right through my time in, the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the music business. And I just said this to someone the other day, um, that what I've, I've come to kind of learn is that at the end of the day, you're still playing the same 
game, right? So I'm still kind of playing the same game that I was playing in music today in business brokerage. It's just the pieces look a little bit different. So I worked actually in the far, far end of like rap, like hard street rap, right? Like I probably had no business there. Okay. But that's where, that's where I was. And so now, you know, it's just a little bit more pleasantries than perhaps I was accustomed to then. But at the end of the day, I just think um, those of us who have ever kind of been out here, and I hate to use this um, expression, but we eat what we kill, right? As an entrepreneur, that's just what it is. And if you're accustomed to that, we just, I feel like have a certain level of I guess, resilience, like we know how to ride the ebbs and flows sometimes a little bit better. It's somewhat crazy on a good day, I I will admit. But those skills, I feel like are applicable and transferable in any industry, just a matter of what do you want to do with them? So with that said, I think one of the biggest things that I would say to anyone in any genre of music, um, but especially on the urban side of music, is that it's not going to last forever, as cliche as that sounds and plan for your future. So, you know, I dealt with a lot of clients who were 20, 30K a show on the low end as they're kind of building their momentum, right? And it's just fast cash, but it's like, get some health insurance for you and your family, get some life insurance for you and your family. Um, This entourage that you might have with you, if, if, you know, your cousin who's always traveling with you and partying with you, if he cuts hair, Maybe I should buy a barbershop and let him run the barbershop. Then he's not a liability. He becomes an asset. Or my auntie who's always, you know, maybe asking for some help with her rent or whatever, right? Does she do hair? Does she cook? Can I buy her a food truck? It's just, there's so many things that I think we can do if we just take a moment to think outside the box and understand that there's just so many additional ways to make money. And for me, that's what really I guess, intrigued me about business brokerage is when I realized, oh, wait a minute, people over here are basically flipping cash flow. So we talk about, you know, people flipping homes, right? You buy low, you fix it up, you sell high. That same principle can apply here in a business. I buy a business, perhaps I get it. It needs a lot of work. The sales are declining, but, you know, it's been around 15 years and it's got good bones, as they say. So perhaps, I get it for $75,000. I implement, I'm, I'm really strong in marketing. Let's just say pretend, right? And I just know that I have um, experience in putting and implementing good operations and systems. The next three to five years, I focus on that. All of a sudden, I sell that same business that I purchased for $75,000 or $250,000. Like, there's a thing, it's a thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just think for those that are, again, like you said, winning and in, in music and really in any arena that it's sort of um, very fast and, and sort of short-lived is to just put something away. And um, second thing I have to say is make sure that you vet the people around you, especially when it comes to your money. So these financial advisors, these CPAs, um, even the attorneys, like, don't be so hands-off that you just trust. Well, that's their job. They'll take care of it. At least understand what you're looking at, right? Or at least have some idea of where your money is going or how these things work, how publishing works, how does how do my taxes work, right? And just don't be so hands-off that you look up and one day, you know, you've gotten got. So that's my little soapbox about 
planning for the future? Oh man, stay on the soapbox because I, I want you to I want you to tell people because whether it's entertainment, um, even real estate, you know, people say, Oh, I don't want to sign with the broker, but in entertainment, you're it's full of goons and goblins. It's a real boo-boo business because you're dealing with people who, you know, they got a friend and they know a guy and things get handled a different way out of court um, and they hold court on the street. You guys yes. dig that? If you guys, if you guys understand that, you understand it. If not, that one wasn't for you. But yes. what, how do you work out your own percentages? Because in entertainment, you know, you do a show, you're supposed to collect this money. Of course, the promoters try to run out the back door if the <laughs> show didn't go as planned. Um, but the same thing in business where you can bring a business, you know, you're, you're a connector, you're bringing two entities together. Funny story. I just talked to someone yesterday. He sold a multi-million dollar property and the people he did business with were trying to, they cut him out of 10 grand out of the deal. You know, so it's like, wait, you made how many millions, but I can't even get the, you know, the 30 stacks that I'm supposed to get. You want me to get, you know, 20. So how do you work that out in the beginning so you don't have to deal with it in the future? You know, that's a great question. And it's it's so sad to hear that that that's what we deal with, right? Because at the end of the day, I do think greed is that one thing, that one problem, right? That will sometimes creep in, um, even in situations like what you just shared. What I'm getting is nominal compared to what you're walking away with. But, you know, as they say, money, money changes the scenario, right? So to try to mitigate that. And trust me, even with contracts, I still have to deal with that from time to time. But, um, you know, it is a formal agreement, just like you're mentioning in referencing in music. And a lot of times, um, I think the scammers try to use it. Well, I didn't know what I was signing. You know, I, I didn't understand what I was signing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's that's not it, right? Because at the end of the day, you signed it willingly. So that will never fly. So what I have really, really made a conscientious effort to try to implement is that I make every effort that I can to go through the agreement with the seller so that that way they can not say, well, you didn't, you didn't tell me that or you didn't explain that, even though sometimes they try. And I had to learn the hard way many years ago, kind of my first couple of years in the industry you got to cover your butt, right? So um, I kind of had a coming in very naive, at least in this in this world and thinking that, well, you know, whatever you sit down and say with somebody and agree to, that's, that's the word, that's the law. That's what we're operating by. But no, <laughs> people will be people and sharks jobs are to be sharks, right? They bite. So um, I had to quickly learn, okay, so from now on, even when I have a verbal conversation with someone, I need to recap that somewhere in an email, right? That's written and timestamped and dated. So um, with everything, I think it's always best. And, and not just for my end of it, for anyone going into business, especially with partnerships and things like that, you have to make sure that everyone is on the same page and that the communication is is not just clear, but it's effective, right? Because it's not always about what we say. It's really about how the person receives that message and if they understood your intent. So I think I go probably way overboard <laughs> with trying to over-communicate, but I find that it served me well. So, um, you know, you still have issues of people 
that just choose to be um, dishonest or try to do something dishonest down the line when the money enters the picture. But for the most part, usually I don't have any problems and, you know, everyone understands from the beginning and from the outset, this is a legally binding agreement that you're signing. So we're all on the same page. May, she just gave you guys enough jewels. If you don't hear anything else in the day, that in itself, you know, like Lauren said, money changes situation. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, sharks will be sharks, but when you're a killer whale with orcas around you uh, and we, we attack the sharks, um, you, you know, know why? Yeah. You know. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, people will be people globally. Sure. How do you, you know, as a woman and as an attractive woman, you know, music and business, uh, do people, you know, sometimes do you have to show, uh oh, I have my goon hand too that I can, <laughs> I can, I can put it down. That is so cool. Well, thank you, first of all. Um, yes. So for a long time um, in music, the one thing that I can say that I think I was very fortunate and very blessed was the fact that my work led and there was a respect that I was able to garner and establish even though I was always surrounded by the guys right and so everyone kind of knew if Terry enters the room like she's here for business there's nothing funny and even if there was something funny that was may happen after I left which I do or don't know it was never you know when I was around so I really appreciated that I was able to establish that but every blue moon you know if you met someone who didn't know you I might get sized a little bit or well who is she and whatever but eventually yes you just have to let it be known hey here's the line just don't cross it right um but at the same time respect begets respect now yeah you can't be rational with irrational people and as you just said people will be people globally and Perhaps we will bump into these irrational ones from time to time that we just can't, we can't do anything about. But for the most part, I really didn't have any problems there. Interestingly enough, coming into this world being, in, especially compared to my colleagues, I'm significantly younger in a lot of cases, especially when I entered the business and then black and a woman, it was kind of like I call it the three strikes, right? Mm-hmm. So where in music, you kind of had to deal with even if it was unspoken, perhaps sometimes the eyes here, it was like I was invisible for a little while. It was just, well, we don't know why she's here. We don't know who she is. And oh, she'll be gone, you know, soon enough. So I had to earn my respect in a different way. And it's funny. I think that in some ways, as much as I love what I do, it's the stubbornness that maybe has kept me here (laughs) as long as it has. For the mere fact of, yes, I'm going to be here at the table with you and you're going to have to deal whether you like it or not. And sometimes I guess we need that to pull from when it's tough, you know, because there are some tough days for sure. Um, So, yeah, but for the most part, you know, I'm I'm usually able to kind of establish my little space. and, And usually, again, I lead with respect and usually I can say the respect is returned. No, that's great. And you know, it's not that you're invisible. They want to act like you are because you'll stand out, especially if you're the only one in the room. And it's like they, you know, and this is where the inclusion and diversity part comes in. When you guys see someone who doesn't look like everybody else, you might want to say hi. That's the polite thing to do. Yeah, that's the polite thing to do, you know, um, since we're all inclusive, diverse, and nobody is a racist or, you know, a bigot anymore, like Archie Bunker. 
Now, let's, yeah, yeah. Now, with business success, um, can you tell somebody, you know, at when do you know it's the right time to sell? I know I've talked to clients and they've also been friends and they're like, Kellen, they want to offer me a million dollars for my business. And I'm like, and what are you going to do after that? Do you have a plan? A million's not enough. You know, after the government tax you, you're not a millionaire anymore. Uh, thank you, Erica Badu, telling us that, you know, when we were, we were young. But, yeah. you know, yeah. When is the right time and what should you have, you know, planned if you do sell? That's a fantastic question. The right time to sell is when you're making the most money you've ever made. When you wake up and you're like, whoa, the business has been increasing year over year, you know, seven to 10%, 15%, and it's just going. The rule is at some point it's going to come down, right? So we want to catch it when it's still going up. You don't want to wait too late until you're on the decline because then your return's not going to be as great, obviously, as it could have been perhaps if you had exited I don't know, two, three, four, five years prior to. So that's my little joke that's not a joke, right? The day you wake up and you're like, I'm making the most money I've ever made, start thinking about an exit. Don't let that greed from earlier, right, creep in and make you stay there and miss out. Um, but to prepare for those things, it is extremely important that you have conversations with the right people to prepare because you always come out better with anything that we do in life right if we plan and prepare um, versus kind of just flying by the seat of our pants so Kellen you raised a great point about Uncle Sam and the taxes so the minute someone starts thinking about hey I might be ready to sell or perhaps someone's approached me and wants to make me an offer talk to your CPA if you trust that person and make sure by the way I like to clarify this. You should always have an accounting professional and or CPA who specializes in business accounting. Okay. It's not the same person that you're going to usually to file your 1040 from your job, like some of the franchise that's not, no, like you want someone who specially is business. Um, that's very, very important. But the point that I'm making is talk with them because sometimes there are ways that you can mitigate perhaps some of those taxes out of the gate. So for instance, let's just say, go back to the million dollar number that Kellen you're using here. Perhaps you can sell or finance that, right? So instead of taking the complete million at the table, at closing table, maybe say, we'll tell you what, give me 500,000 down, and then I'll finance the rest over the next, I don't know, five years, seven years at X percent, right? So then you kind of have a way to taper out of that business. Because the thing about if all you know is, <clears throat> excuse me, running a business, when you sell it that next week, when you wake up and realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid this week because I don't own it anymore. That's a great way to kind of taper out. You've got a monthly kind of income, if you will, coming in each month that um, again, may also help mitigate some of those taxes. So it's very prudent to have those conversations with your CPA, um, talking with your business attorney to see if there's a certain way that the deal should be structured that's in perhaps you know, your best interest or pitfalls to look out for. Um, and then also talking with your local business intermediary, your business broker like me, right? So it really should be kind of a collective effort and you need to have all these different conversations to get all the information that you need to make an informed decision to know if it is the right time for you and by the way 
if you have a sound financial advisor or financial professional, they sometimes, if you have enough runway from the beginning, can have ways to help you also think about ways that you can possibly mitigate some taxes or um, perhaps have some money left over for, we'll put it in air quotes, right? A quasi-retirement because a lot of small business owners don't have a retirement plan. So like you said, Kellen, it's like, I got the million dollars today, but then what? It's that after that really begins to be a little bit painful for some people. So the more prepared you are, I always think the, the more successful you'll be in that what next, in that after phase. You said that so beautifully, but for the people who say, well, what does that really mean? What it means is you can't have H&R Block give you decisions <laughs> on this. You got to come to Terry. H&R <laughs> Block, Jackson Hewitt folks sometimes don't even work till tax season and they, I've known right. people deal services, you know. Yeah, so $8 an hour to $33 an hour, they get paid. You need someone like Terry who you're going to pay for perfection or what we strive for perfection because we're always trying to get there. So you, you come there. I love that you just totally like blew that out the water. I was like, I'm just trying to say this as tactfully as possible. I love it. But the point is sometimes, you know, it costs. Consider the cost of doing business, even in hiring the right attorney. Yeah, that can be a little bit pricey, but the reality is, would you rather spend that money in the beginning to avoid a problem later or have to call these professionals at the end when it's going to be quadruple the original cost because now you're tied up in some mess, you know? So consider it just the cost of doing business and do all that you can to be proactive and, and be prepared. You guys, this is real game. You got to have the right attorney. You can ask Fiona in Kenya and Mombasa. My attorney beats yours if you don't pay me my money every time. So that's as that's a real as real as as facts. Um, and it's what I pay mine. Um, I can't pay them in coochie coupon. So uh, that's 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 facts. <laughs> no, yeah. or tried it. What's that commercial? Or tried in gum. Nobody pays me in tried in gum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, with all the success that you're having and the best is yet to come, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? This right here, really the education piece, because I find that our community, we're, we just are always way behind the curve, right? So by the time we catch up, it's like, it, there's still an opportunity there, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. And again, looking around and realizing there aren't many of us that are doing this, meaning this, meaning business brokers, or actually, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a book called by then build by Walker Diebel. And he calls it acquisition entrepreneurship. And I love that phrase. It's exactly what this is. You know, again, you buy the business, you build it, you tell it, repeat, keep doing it. And I don't see many of us doing it. However, I can say in the last going on two years, I have had more black customers ever than I've had in the complete nine, 10 years prior, which is very exciting to see. Um, so just trying to make sure that I do my part to, um, do good business, first of all, to make sure the people that I'm working with are well-informed because there's one thing too, about, I think having just enough information to be dangerous, like you don't quite have enough to like 
to really do well, you have enough to really hang yourself, that's problematic, right? And then the other half of the battle is making sure that it's not misinformation that you're operating by. So I'm gonna take a quick tangent and give you an example. A lot of times on social media, I'll hear people say, well, um, or even at seminars, oh, well, if you wanna buy a business, just go get an SBA loan. And it's the just go get, like it just sounds so easy. And so when people get to me and I'm having to say, whoa, pump the brakes, here's how this really works, right? The business has to meet a certain threshold and price point. So if you're trying to buy a business for 100,000, it's not gonna meet the 350 minimum requirement that they're looking for to even say, we'll think about it. Or um, you as the buyer have to personally stand up financially to that loan, as well as the business has to stand up financially to that loan. So there's all these pieces and it's a lengthy process. It's it's just a lot involved. And so I begin to realize like, there's a lot of misinformation out here. Yes, absolutely. When the SBA loan works, it's wonderful. Sometimes the difficulty is trying to get it to work. And that's the piece that I think a lot of the public misses. So things like that, realizing that, okay, if I'm feeling this way and I'm frustrated by what I'm hearing from other people, it's on me to make sure that I'm conveying the right information and, and doing so in a way that not only is it palatable for people who this is a new concept for, but that they understand it's not impossible for you, right? Like you don't have to be a multimillionaire to be able to buy a business. I have a photo booth business for sale right now. They're asking $10,000 down. Is it making a lot of money? No, but you at least inherit some turnkey um, um, contacts and database, the, the name, the logo, the goodwill, the equipment. So it's up to you to take that and run with it, right? But the point that I'm making in saying that is you just have to understand and have the right information to know, well, how can I get creative if this is my goal and who do I need to have around me to get there? And that's what I feel like my quiet mission is, if you will, that, that, that's very important to me that we're more informed because I'm seeing so many black businesses just grow, especially in your part of the state, like Jacksonville, we've got a ways to go. I, this is home. So I feel like I can say that I'm from here. So I feel like I can say it. You can't, <laughs> but compare. That's why I just love spending time in South Florida because, you know, you're just growing and thriving in like the minority owned businesses and even the resources that you all have I mean, Jacksonville and just the northern part of the state, in my mind, pale in comparison to what you all have. And so um, being able to see that and, and even seeing here in Jacksonville, um, new businesses that are opening and starting by, you know, Black entrepreneurs, it's wonderful. My wish now is that we understand that there's even a larger scope of what that business can look like. It doesn't have to just be a restaurant again, or the barbershop or the salon or the gas station. There's so many other lucrative industries out there. So I'm just excited to see the growth and I'm just happy to have a small part, hopefully in being a bridge for somebody else to achieve and, and optimize that goal of becoming a business owner, especially for us. No, that's wonderful. And if you guys are interested and links will be in the description, if you're looking for a business, go to mindyourbusinesstoday.com and check out, I mean, you can go see what businesses that are already, you know, it, I mean, that would have been a beautiful thing 
to do if you had your extra money as a college student? You know, some of, some of us who took out too much. Oh my goodness, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, like if I knew what I know now then, oh man. <laughs> yes, yes. And take that extra, you know, you said 10,000. Some folks are getting 10, 20,000 in refund checks and you don't know what to do with it, but buy a new TV car and, you know, bling, bling. But you could say, let me buy a business and let me at least start. Um, you will have to pay that money right. back, folks. I'm going to let you know. Um, and, and paying that money yes. back, boy, it, yes. it'll, make you, it'll make you sweat. I'm happy to be debt free. Thank God. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get like, I'm almost there. <laughs> Man, it, it was just hey, the Dave Ramsey plan. We kept pushing, pushing. Thank you, Uncle Dave. Um, and, and I just yeah. thank my wife too for rolling with us because it's you know it's about delayed gratification to, to do anything yeah. great. You gotta just delay it. Now, talking about gratification, if you need for your part two for a class act saga of a substitute teacher, if you ever get any more <laughs> new stories, I have some. I've done that for a short period of time after grad school. And I, I have some that I will give you, but will you have one maybe for business owners? Or do you have a book maybe preparing or a course for business owners coming? So you you must have felt it, right? So I am in the process of working on a course. Yes. Um, just to, again, give kind of more meat and potatoes on how the process works, what it entails, what to think about, who you need on your team, like we referenced earlier, um, little tips and tricks to look at um, in terms of your return on investment when you're looking at the price of a business or perhaps versus the down payment on a business. So yes, I'm excited about that. More to come soon for sure. Well, you guys have got the game. This is not a get rich quick or you, it's not that type of podcast, that type of show. This is hard work, folks, and dedication, consistency. Let the people know where they can connect with you. Also, any last words you'd like to give them? Sure. So um, ultimately, my last words are my little moniker, right? Like I'm truly here to help you mind your business today and every day. So whatever that might look like, right? Um if again, you're currently in business and you're just saying, well, what can I do to improve my systems? Um, I will say, by the way, that I offer free opinions of value for any Florida business owner. So if you're established in Florida and um, you're just curious about what your business might be worth, please feel free to reach out to me. It's a free service. There's no fine print. Okay. It's free, free, free. Um, it's, you're not obligated to list and it's confidential. So I'm, it's a great time to be thinking about that now because you're working on preparing your taxes. You have your financials together. So, um, to take advantage of that, shoot me an email. My information can be found as Kellen shared at mindyourbusinesstoday.com spelled exactly as it sounds. And I'm probably most active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Mind Your Business FL for Florida. So Mind Your Business FL. And again, I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions. Um, so please, please feel free to reach out with any questions. And um, yes, again, just know that it's not impossible and it's very, very accessible for you to um, be in business and be successful in business if that is your desire. Whether you guys 
been listening to this on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, Salon Bobo, here all day, every day, or on YouTube. Let the YouTube numbers kick up. It's all good. I want you to share this with somebody. It will change their life. You be blessed, y'all. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgang.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com.